My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. Well, I was reluctant, but this week, against my better judgment, yours truly got the coronavirus vaccine. That's right, folks, I've been inoculated. See, a nurse from the state health department, she came driving up to my property and said, she said, Mr. Gray, you're a farmer, which makes you essential, and you're 70, which makes you old. Therefore, we've got to give you this shot to protect you from the deadly plague a-sweeping the world. I asked her if what she planned to shoot in my arm was the very same serum that Mr. Trump himself invented in his secret laboratory off the West Wing. Well, she looked confused and said, I never heard of that one. And so I responded by saying, I guess that's because you listened to the liberal media who never reported on his great contribution to science. A life-saving benefaction concocted during his hallowed time as this nation's commander-in-chief. And now it sounds like the Democrats and Socialists, which are the same thing, by the way, have suppressed his vital discovery. The better, I suppose, to tarnish his spotless legacy. Well, all right, there was a little incident a couple weeks ago at the Capitol, but that didn't amount to much. I still say spotless legacy. All I can say, replies the nurse, is that all these vaccines work pretty well. So you can trust this shot much as you or any other you might have heard of. I trust none other but a Trump-made shot, says I, so you can pack up your potion and find some other injectee. But then she went on about pneumonia and ventilators and mortality, and it was just enough to spook this fella into thinking, well, all right, if you people from the state of Mississippi, a decidedly conservative state, are beating this drum, perhaps I can see my way clear to treatment. Thus I took a needle to the shoulder, and trust me when I say this brave agrarian didn't even wince. That's how courageous I was in the face of the injection, as sharp steel was rammed home, piercing flesh and meat while... Oh, I feel a little woozy just saying that. Okay, never mind. Anyway, then she packed up her kit and said she'd be back in a couple weeks for the second shot. A second one, says I. It takes two, says she, for a body to be fully immunized. And as she was on her way out the door, she turned and said... Oh, by the way, there is a chance you all might suffer some brief side effects. Nothing to worry about, but just to let you know. All right, then, says I. I'll be on the lookout for these sequelae. Then she drove off to administer more vaccines across the county, like Johnny Appleseed, but with a thing that stops stuff from growing. All right, it's a poor metaphor, but anyway, thus vaccinated, I went out to the plow so I might ready the soil for my sorghum crop. But as I bounced along on the tractor, my arm aching a bit from the inoculation, something odd happened, odd and unsettling. For my mind, it sort of, I don't know how to say it, it became sort of scattered, I guess. I, I mean, for all the world of me, I had trouble focusing even enough to drive in a straight line, and there's nothing easier than that. So I turned off the engine and looked down a second to regain myself. But when I looked up again, I swear I saw a young woman in front of me, dark-skinned and brown-eyed, standing in a lectern of all things, right there in the middle of the field. Hi, Farmer Gray, says she. Hello, says I. Are you here about the still? I swear I only make the stuff for medicinal purposes. Oh, no, says she. My name is Kamala Harris, Vice President of the United States. 
Well, says I, are you visiting us Trump voters just to gloat? That's very unseemly. No, sir, says she. I'm here, my friend, to suggest something. And what would that be, asked I. I'm here to suggest, continues she, that you forego the sorghum and plant arugula instead. What, says I? Arugula, says she, a crop beloved of the four-eyed urban intellectual and one you could sell for top dollar to the Whole Foods chain. Well, normally I would have immediately dismissed the idea of raising such fancy-pants liberal lettuce, but that day, for reasons I couldn't guess, I paused to consider. I looked back at the soil behind me, imagining row upon row of the distinctive green leaves peeking out of the ground, and the Lord is my witness, the vision actually excited me. But when I turned back to address the Harris woman, she'd vanished. Strange to be sure, but I took no time to ponder, for I was too busy running toward the house as I could peruse my seed catalog. Next thing you know, Farmer Gray had ordered enough arugula seeds to cover 15 acres. It was only later that I asked myself, how did the vice president drag that lectern all the way out to the middle of the field? That night I slept fitfully, for my slumber was full of dreams. Bright colors like rivers of neon paint flashed through my unconscious, while rare birds flew overhead. Suddenly I found myself standing in a car dealership, but almost like one in the afterlife, with mist covering the ground. You won't regret this, says the sales lady, as I handed her the keys to my Ford F-150 pickup. Your new car will be far better for the environment. And with that, I climbed behind the wheel of a Honda Insight Hybrid. It was only then that I realized how much the dealer looked like the woman who'd been standing in my field. Better for the environment, I, parried, I parroted back in a robotic voice. A moment later, I was driving slowly down Main Street, Truvo. Better for the environment, I calls out the window over and over again in that same monotone as the townspeople booed and jeered at the Japanese car. I waved at them and hollered, proud to buy foreign. Well, I don't have to tell you, I woke up from that nightmare in a sweat, and I was feeling still out of sorts the next morning, too. But I figured a visit to Zeb's Barbershop for my bi-weekly haircut would assuage my discomfiture. There, I thought, surrounded by familiar faces and lively conversation, I'd soon be in fine fettle. Now, when I reached the establishment, Zeb was already working on Jake and Tolleride's head, so I took my seat next to Lyle Roach, a 25-year member of the Improved Order of Heptasofts, Lodge 23. How are things on that 400-acre spread of yours, asked Lyle, jolly as you please. Oh, fine, thanks, says I, just holding the line twixt Weather and Uncle Sam. Nothing new there, says Lyle. No, sir, says Zeb, nothing new. Nothing new at all, says the customer in the chair, whose voice, I noticed, didn't sound like Jenkins. And when I looked in the mirror opposite, well, by gosh, it wasn't Jenkins. Not by a long shot. Of course, says Kamala Harris, as Zeb cut her brown shoulder-length locks, our farmers must practice sustainable agriculture. Sustainable agriculture, repeats I. Sorry, says Lyle. Sustainable agriculture, I tells him. One must practice sustainable agriculture. What are you talking about, asked Zeb. I'm giving up chemical pesticides, I replied, because they seep into the groundwater. And no-till practices. I'll be employing those, but without, I tell you, without any of those deadly herbicidal potions. And compost. I'll be using compost instead of synthetic fertilizers when endanger the biome. All to preserve the living organism that is our Mother Earth. Mother Earth, Mother Earth. Uh, Farmer Gray, says Lyle, 
Are you talking about organic agriculture? I thought a moment and then I said, I guess. Never thought I'd see the day, says Zeb. Next you'll be turning your land into a hippie commune. The vice president looked over her shoulder at me and nodded. You mean a place, says I, where people of all proclivities and races come together to work in peace and egality? Well, says Eb, I was thinking more in terms of filthy barefoot long hairs living in mud-soaked promiscuity. You know how it is, says I, potato, potato. Then I blinked and asked, what were we just discussing? To which Jenkins, who was now back in the chair, replied, you were talking about how you wanted to turn your farm into an organic Sodom and Gomorrah. At that I scratched my head and told one and all that I needed some air. Then I left without my haircut. As I was walking down Main Street, my head in the muddle, I passed Jerry Lee Cosworthy handing out flyers. Vote Cosworthy for school board president, cries he, shoving a flyer into my hand. I'm Jerry Lee Cosworthy, and I'd like to be your next board president. I know who you are, says I. We've known each other for 15 years. Well, folks, the current board president is Trace Melligan, and in the past I've always considered him a good fit. So I asked Jerry Lee why he wanted to usurp his position. Because our schools are stuck in the past, says he. We need progressive ideas so our children's education is competitive with any in the world. Well, son, says I, you really don't stand a chance of getting elected. I know, says Jerry Lee, because everybody in town is so conservative. Well, says I, facts are facts. And But I stopped short when I looked at the flyer. For staring out from the paper was Kamala Harris her finger pointing straight at me like in the Uncle Sam posters. And the fact is, says I, you won't get the position. I realize that, says Jerry Lee. No, let me finish, says I. You won't get the position unless you have Farmer Gray behind you. And with that, I grabbed the flyers from his hand and began waving them at passers-by. Vote for Jerry Lee, I shouted, the progressive candidate. Home ec for boys, woodshop for girls, and black history for everybody. And while we're at it, crank up school taxes to double the teachers' salaries and install separate bathrooms for the gender-confused. No, folks, says Jerry Lee to the crowd that was gathering on the sidewalk. That's not what I'm about. I I just want to let the kids design their own cover for the yearbook. You call that progressive, says I? What about a program to encourage young ladies to get science degrees? No, even better, to become farmers. Then I called to a cluster of teenage girls across the street, hollering, Hey, you want to become farmers? They laughed until I said, I said, Get in my pickup and I'll teach you how to plow. Then for some reason they ran away. But Farmer Gray, says Jerry Lee, You only think boys should be farmers, ain't that true? Where'd you get that idea, asked I. You say it all the time, replied he. You said it in church, you said it at the grocery, I heard you say it at the barber's. I even saw you write it on a pine board when you took that wood-burning class at the Zare County Community Center. So it's something you seem to believe in. Come to think of it, says I, I guess you're right. Then what changed your mind, asked Jerry Lee. Well, says I, I, uh, you know what, I, I, I don't rightly know. But I had no time to ponder, for there was an empty storefront just a few feet away where there'd once been a business called Her Majesty Your Cat. It sold pet toys and scratching posts and cat collars and lasted maybe a month before it went belly up. But what caught my eye was that instead of my reflection in the plate glass window, I again saw Kamala Harris. And at that moment, I knew what purpose this unused building should serve. So I borrowed Jerry Lee's cellular telephone and called the number on the for rent sign. 
I want to sign a five-year lease, says I to the fellow at the other end of the line. Why? Simply because I'm going to open up a social club for the LGBT community. But the vice president folded her arms as if unsatisfied, so I said, No, wait, make that the LGBTQ community. No, no, make it the LGBTQIA community. Let's get everybody in there in the spirit of brotherhood and sisterhood and whatever hood you can think of. And hurry with those keys, time's a-wasting. With that, the phantom image smiled brightly and gave me the thumbs up before fading away. Brother Gray, says Jerry Lee, are you sure you're feeling all right? I'll feel better, said I, as soon as I get a vegan meal inside me. Then, as if the wind had been knocked from my lungs, I fell weak against the brick wall of the storefront and slumped to the ground. At that moment, the nurse who'd given me my vaccination the day before was just passing by on her way to another stop. Why, goodness, says she, finding me on the sidewalk, whatever is the matter? Nothing at all, says I, as she helped me to my feet. I just want to switch to organic farming, drive an electric car, open my land to a commune, give the young ones a progressive education, and start a social club for the gay, lesbian, and transgender community. Nothing out of the ordinary for a man who voted for Trump, not only in 2016 and 2020, but also in 2008 and 2012. He's obviously very ill, said Jerry Lee. Oh, no worries, says the nurse. That's just the side effect of the COVID vaccine. There was a study just published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, and it found that in rare cases, the serum turns some people into liberal Democrats. Good Lord, said I, how long am I going to stay like this? Probably just another few hours, says she. It's a temporary state. All right, then, says I. That gives me just enough time to visit the herbal tea store in Oxford. I did, too, and decided on the golden Yunnan full-leaf loose black. But then, as I was perusing a shelf full of healing crystals, I suddenly heard myself say, Healing crystals? It's Jesus what heals, not some half-baked shiny rocks. And what am I doing with tea when I've got a jug of homemade back in the kitchen? Then I got in the truck and took off in search of a big juicy hamburger with fries. And none of that lettuce, thinks I. There's something unmanly about lettuce on a burger. So I was back to normal, although I had sort of committed myself to opening up the LGBT communities club, so I guess I'm kind of stuck with that. Should be an interesting venture. Yes, sir. Play me out, Zeke. (laughs) 